Aaron, I have just one question for you. Okay. Do you currently own a sledgehammer? A sledgehammer. I I Yes. I do not. I I I don't think I do. No, I don't think I do. Why would Okay. Do you need do you need a sledgehammer? Are we going to do some crime? Is that is it for crime doing? <laughs> no, this this is related to a story and a problem well solved. So Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> But I just asked because I was just curious if this phenomenon was true for you as well. Because you are you are much more of a man of trade than I am. Okay, right? yeah. You yeah. use tools all the time, building cabinets and stuff. Right, right. I just sit at desks and code and talk to people when I teach, right? <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> So yeah, I'm not yeah. really a man that's known for his ability with tools of any kind. Uh, <laughs> right? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the tools <laughs> of the physical make. Yes, yes, yes. Right, tools of the physical make. The handyman kind. Inde- of indeed, indeed. And I'm only good with ones that deal with wood generally. So, um anyway, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do go on. Anyways, point being is now that I own a house, I've had to buy a lot more tools. <laughs> uh-huh. And been given many more tools for Christmas and that type of thing. Yeah, yeah. And every tool's nice to have. You find good uses for it. Right. But the other day, our our front step actually was starting to sink into the ground. Oh, like it lost its rebar that I was sitting on. Oh, snap. Or it kind of was cemented into. It's, we kind of saw it happening when we bought the house, so we knew this was coming, but it's really sunken low since we bought it. Yeah. And so we had to replace it and get that out. What I did is I got some crowbars and stuff, and I had some 4 by 4s just kind of in the shed and mm-hmm. was able to leverage that thing, dig underneath it, leverage it, and, like, flip it onto the sidewalk. Yeah, Onto yeah. The, the walkway, which was great. But then I was like, wait, how the heck am I going to get rid of this thing? This thing <laughs> weighs a ton. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, was, I started, like, hitting it with the crowbars and stuff and... My dad had a big, like, pike-looking thing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but nothing was working. And so I I asked uh, my wife's uncle, because he does a lot of contracting work and stuff. Okay, yeah. And he's like, oh, just, just, just hit it with a sledgehammer. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I went and bought a sledgehammer. And regardless of what happens next, there is something just powerful feeling <laughs> about owning a sledgehammer. <laughs> It's like the best tool in the world because it's just like a stick and a big rock, but he just feels so much more powerful. With yes, it. yes. <laughs> anyway, so then I spent the past week hitting the step with this sledgehammer to break it apart, and it's just, it felt good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it felt really good. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a good problem, well solved. I never even, man, you know. You know, you know, our ancestors are smiling down upon us right now going, especially the ones that invented the sledgehammer. The first people to like stick a rock on a stick, like smash stuff with it. They were like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. This is great. And so they smashed stuff. And now we, we, with all our modern technology, still just grab a sledgehammer and we're like, man, this thing, this, this big chunk of rock, it needs to <laughs> die. And so you take it and you smash it with a sledgehammer and guess what it does? It dies. And, oh, that's great. That's great. What, 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 um, what size of sledgehammer did you get? What weight? The 10 pounder. A 10 pounder. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good, nice, good, big one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just like swinging that thing. Again, I'm not very strong, but just like swinging that around and hitting something as hard as you can, you're just like, 
I can do whatever I want with this. <laughs> I can conquer the world with my sledgehammer. <laughs> yes, and yes, you can, David. It's uh, We did conquer the world with the sledgehammer. That's what's happening right now, is humanity is conquering the world with sledgehammers. Yes. Oh, man, that's just, oh, that's that's great. The reason I asked at the beginning is I was just curious if this same, like, irrational feeling of power comes to you when you wield the sledgehammer. Um, <laughs> Or if that's just me, because I don't usually spend time around powerful tools of any kind. Well, given given my my work in cabinetry, we actually don't. Use, surprisingly, we don't use a sledgehammer very often. You know, the amount of times you need you don't build a cabinet with a right. sledgehammer. That's weird. You can take them out, but usually we don't take them out. So you know, ten pound sledge. I don't know what right. I'd do with that. Your your work is actually valuable because you actually build no. things instead of destroy them <laughs> no 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 there there must be there must be balance okay if 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 watching avatar for the last couple of weeks has taught me anything there has to be balance in all things there must be a sledgehammer to destroy and an errand to build cabinets like these two things exist in harmony together <laughs> For every Aaron building something beautiful, there's a David destroying the work of previous men. <laughs> With his mighty sledgehammer, <laughs> he walks the earth and smashes and destroys so that I can build stuff and, and, and fix stuff. You know, it's just, it's the way, it's the way of things. I appreciated a point that my brother made about tools. Mm-hmm. He's like, the two best tools are the sledgehammer and the pickaxe. Oof. And if you think about them, a sledgehammer is just a stick with a flat rock on the end, yep. and a pickaxe is a stick with a pointy rock oh. on the end of it. Right, right. <laughs> but they both serve the same function of just, like, destroying Mother Nature. <laughs> Going against anything that's been built or made beautiful. <laughs> right, right. That's their that's their job. They, they Yes, yeah, that's exactly. I can't agree more. I love using a pickaxe. Like they they tire you out real good if you haven't if you're not used to using them. But man, I love busting stuff up with a pickaxe. It's just fun. You're just like die die, and it just breaks stuff so efficiently. <laughs> like there's just so much efficiency in the way they have like a long handle with a big heavy thing at the end. Like it's not too heavy, but with the extra handle length, you get it going really fast, and it just ah so much force, so much ah so much power. <laughs> so good the, the the more we talk it sounds like your past experience is confirming what i've said that everyone feels powerful when they wield one of these yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> yes they do the the most recent time i've been dealing with I, I dealt with a sledgehammer was uh on a job site there were some some big slabs of stone that the the boss wanted taken away he he wanted to take them so he calls up the whatever the masonry people he's like yo are you guys doing anything with the stone and they were like nah if you can haul if you want to haul it you can have it so he's like great but then we all gathered around the stone and looked at it and being the size of a the you know the surface area of a nightstand and the the weight of (laughs) of a thousand suns for all we could lift it um we decided that it might be prudent to break it apart into many tiny pieces to carry right (laughs) So, while I diligently kept working on cabinets, my boss and the other guy were in the other room with a couple of hammer drills, 
drilling big old holes in the rocks and then they got out the sledgehammer they got they got a chisel out and they stuck the chisel in one of the holes and just started whacking away at it and right it it's you don't feel quite as powerful when you're standing you know to the side of someone using (laughs) sledgehammer (laughs) all of a sudden all of your confidence if you don't wield the mighty stick (laughs) right right it's it's you just it's like all of a sudden the the deadly power of the sledgehammer it realizes itself in your mind and you think oh man maybe i should put my safety glasses on because there's like little pieces of rock flying everywhere (laughs) and maybe i shouldn't stand right here because like what if he misses or bumps the chisel wrong and it flies out and hits your knee like right (laughs) that's no bueno no that's no good so my my latest experience that's why i was hesitant to 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 jump right in and agree but i do agree when you are the wielder of the device it is it's a magical thing you just oh it's so good (laughs) and and to your earlier point it is amazing that this is a problem well solved and it's been a problem well solved for thousands of years yes (laughs) yes the entire civilizations are built on this problem well solved right i guess they're kind of destroyed and built on this problem (laughs) right the civilization old civilizations are crushed under this problem well solved that's that's its job is to crush (laughs) the past to make way for the future to the bright glorious future of this civilization oh i love it i love it Ooh, it's poetic (laughs) i never thought i'd get so poetic about a giant tool (laughs) that i keep in my shed (laughs) i love it because usually my problems will solve start in the past and work their way to the modern day but but this one just starts in the past and and stays there because that's all you needed. You know, what? how do we improve on a tool that's already perfect? I don't know. You know, there's just not a better way. Right. Because there's nothing you could add to it that would make you feel more powerful. Because if you add power tool mechanics to it somehow, then it's taking away power from you. Right. <laughs> you need all that power right. You're not to come from within. Exactly. Uh, right. I love it. <laughs> Ah, uh, oh, that's a good. That's a good problem to solve. Thank you, David. <laughs> of course, I'm. I'm glad we agreed that this is a problem to solve. All right. So, I've got. Now that now that we've thoroughly discussed sledgehammers, I I've got a complaint. <laughs> I've got a problem. I, I've got I've got this is almost a problem well solved. Okay, it was almost a problem well solved. Here's here's my first question. Can a sledgehammer solve this problem? I Wait, let me think. Let me think. No, no, it cannot. I don't think it can. Okay, then this is a true problem I that mean, needs to be solved. I mean, uh, yeah, a sledge using a sledgehammer ethically, I, I cannot solve this problem. So there are solutions that involve sledgehammers, but none of them are recommended. Exactly. Or smiled upon in society. Let's put it that way. Exactly. Okay. Thank you. So. So so this started off as a problem well solved, okay? Because like you know, people people have always needed a way to say, "Hey, this thing is better than that thing." Right? There's always been a way to say this thing is better than that thing. Like food, whatever, and well, I'll eat it. I'll eat them both, and then when my friends ask me which one was better, I can say, "Well, this one." Right. And then they say, "How much better?" And I'm like, I don't know. 
I don't I don't know numbers yet. So you have to progress a little while till we get to like some good <laughs> solid numbers, right? Going back to sledgehammer times. Is this sledgehammer better this is... than that sledgehammer? <laughs> this is sledgehammer, Aaron. Pre sledgehammer, Aaron. Um, right. Trying to trying to communicate his 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 like and dislike for things uh, because that's an important. <laughs> is this rock better than that rock? Exa- exactly. And the answer is like yes. Well, okay. what well, what happens if we introduce the third rock? And it's like well, I don't know. And then it starts to get complicated. That's probably why they invented numbers. To be honest, was to just yeah. figure out like, yeah. <laughs> how to how to rank things. <laughs> I need you to rank this. So they're like, okay, here's what we're gonna do. We got ten fingers, and the finger on the left, because I'm right-handed, the finger on the left is zero, and the finger <laughs> on the right is the best, like the worst and the best. And they're like, well, how many fingers do I have? And they're like, uh, I don't know. Let's make up some words. One, two, three, four, five. Bam! Ten fingers. They have words for it, right? Okay. <laughs> right. And and then I, I don't know a, a lot of stuff has happened and life goes on and pretty soon we enter like the digital age where decimals become like kind of a regular thing you know I I kind of just kind of assumed that decimals weren't really like as much of a regular thing before like computers were around to <laughs> right. kind of be like hey your fractions are a pain in the butt please just give me decimals if that that would be great if you could just give me numbers numbers are good slashes are bad right i'm like hey awesome computer we can help you out with this so we add decimals to things and then and then and then, so so we solved a problem right we we gave ourselves numbers and then we said okay okay here you go, guy. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you like this thing? 10 being the best. And they can say, oh, it's a number 8. And you're like, okay, great. A number 8. I can I can relate to that. I, I know the number 8 <laughs> is not perfect, but it's pretty good. And I, might, I probably should try right. that, right? Simple, simple stuff. So then somebody somewhere, I don't know when or where or why, but they were like, ah, let's do five stars. I got five fingers. Let's do five stars. Because stars are good. We like stars. But, like, one star isn't as good as five stars. You know, we want more because we, we like to have more of things. That's, you know, that's why I eat so many treats is because I want more. So we want more of things. Really, we should just be doing every stars. I don't know why we do stars. We should do, like, like those star nuggets from Carl's Jr. Those are dope. Those are great. We should do that. Anyway, anyway, that's, that's side Food note. comes up a lot in this podcast. It's, 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 <laughs> Mostly from you, but yes, I know. I, I just love it so much, and I just don't know what else to talk about. So then, somebody, when they were... I don't even know. I don't even have a specific example, because it makes me so mad. But somebody was reviewing something. Let's say, let's say they were reviewing a movie, okay? And they were like, okay, out of five stars... How would you rate this movie? Five being the best. And they go, hmm. Hmm. You know, it's not quite a four, but it's not quite a five. You know, it's not it's not a four, but it's not quite a five. So they're like, I got it. We're going to use decimals. Four and a half stars. <laughs> and in that moment, in that moment, the problem well solved broke. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was infallible, but they broke it. Because they took this really, they just, I just, uh, <laughs> I don't even have... I, I'm, I'm amazed how much pain this is this causing is... <laughs> you. <laughs> Most of the pain, honestly, comes from my inability to describe what I'm talking about. But it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> After all this buildup, I didn't realize all this turmoil was going to come from the 
fact that you could rank something four and a half four stars. and a half star okay <laughs> listen to me now though listen to me okay why okay. why would you take your five point scale and turn it into a hundred point scale why would you do that it was so simple with five points you needed more points great we'll just double the numbers and make it a 10 point scale how could you need more than 10 points oh you need a hundred points that's fine do it one out of a hundred. How do you feel about it? You don't, you don't, you don't just like, it's like it ruins the system that you set up. You're like, oh yeah, I want five stars. Like a four star is not as good as a five star. But then somebody, somebody comes along and they're like, well, it's not quite a four star. Cause I like it better than that, but it's not a five star. Cause it's not perfect. So they like, they like punch it. And then pretty soon, you know, you know what the logical conclusion of this is? You know what the end of all this is? <laughs> it's somebody going, they're like on a scale of one to two. How do you feel about this thing? And they're like, ah, oh. it's like a one point seven three seven two one seven. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, I get you. Is that the slippery road you think That's, we're that destined is, to go down? That is totally. It's the just slippery it's road. just a star, and then we just give and it then... a point. <laughs> Point eight seven star. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, like that's what I'm saying. Like that's that's the logical. If Out of two and a half stars, what would you give <laughs> this item? If you're gonna start splitting stars up, why don't you just increase the number of stars? Like we don't have to. We don't have to pull these stars apart. You know, we don't have to destroy the system that has been put in place to rank these things. You know, because like, what's a four and a half star? What's a four point seven three star? What's a yeah. <laughs> can i can i give you one of my theories why i think this bothers you so much hmm. yes please i think it's because you visualize those stars as those carl's jr chicken nuggets <laughs> and you feel like someone has bitten out of one of your chicken nuggets <laughs> <laughs> they bit out of my chicken nugget it's like i would have been happier if i had had four stars rather than putting in front of me four stars and one with a bite out of it. That's what it is. Like somebody, somebody <laughs> took a bite out of my star. And now there's like this, this slobbery already used star, but they didn't bother to finish it, you know? And it's just there and I have to eat it now. And like, why do I have to eat it? I don't know. Like, I don't know, man. I just... <sighs> but you can't throw it away. It's food, man. You don't you try not to throw away food. Food's good for you. Like, food we have lots of it you know it's... can i just make sure i'm clear on why this bothers you? Yeah, yeah 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 so you're you're saying that if you're gonna do four and a half stars it makes more sense to just do nine out of ten or something like that right you're, you're upset that the scale doesn't just adjust to the number of steps it has since you can go by halves and stars why not just have ten steps Go right. from one to ten. Right, right, right. Why why'd you have to cut it up? Why'd you have to it's almost better to if you're gonna start doing that to convert it to a slider bar and say like, Oh, on this slider bar, fill up how much you think. Because like that's what you're doing, you know, and then, then it just turns into a slider bar of stars and you're like, ah, oh, like a four point three stars. And you're like, Okay, great, awesome, <laughs> just great. Like, why did we say four point three stars? Why can't we say forty three out of a hundred stars, you know? Like what <sighs> I have an idea. Okay, okay. It might help you come to terms with why they do four and a half stars. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. So let me give you some alternatives. And let's break these down and see why they wouldn't work <laughs> necessarily as well. Okay. 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 I'm thinking I'm thinking like Amazon 
rankings. Okay. Right? Like, yeah. if you go to buy a product, it shows you how many stars it has. Right. Right? And it usually increments it by, you know, four point. Actually, I think they do like 4.1, 4.2, yeah. 4.3. Yeah, yeah. Et cetera. Yeah, they do a they do a hundred hundred point scale on their <laughs> on their five stars yeah right yeah so let's say they did just 10 stars part of the problem with that would be drawing 10 stars out mm. if you put those in a line mm-hmm. that's a massive line and we're lazy when it comes to counting so it'd be harder to see if it's a nine star or an eight star you don't want to take that visual time to count that every time mm-hmm. and look down the line. It, it's it's visually less appealing than a five-star system. Okay. So that's why I don't think they do 10 stars. Right. Okay. You, you could do just a score out of 10. Right, right. Right. Numbers out of 10. That would – I yeah. Which is essentially the same as a percentage, right, mm-hmm. if you're doing decimal. Mm-hmm. So you could do like Rotten Tomatoes has – with a 60% versus, you know, an 80%, 92%, right? Rotten Tomatoes gives you a score like that. Right, right. Well, and I, like, that they get the thumbs, that's a problem well solved because they they didn't, they were like, we're not going to deal with this four point whatever star nonsense. Like, we're just going to, percentages out of 100%. But here's the thing. Mm -hmm. When, When they calculate that score, I don't think they give the option of putting in a percent. Oh, I feel like this was a 73%, uh-huh. right? Because as humans, we can't, we don't know how to delimit that many steps. Okay. Okay. So even though it often shows 4.3 or 92%, that's not because the score was given as that. That's just averaging out mm-hmm. the overall, usually we're given 10 steps, right? Yeah. Either yeah. half stars or 60%, 70%, et cetera. Yeah, okay, okay. So just realize that a lot of times when you see that, it's not because you had the option to give 4.2 stars. It's just giving the average. Okay, okay, okay. That's, that's fair. Okay, yeah, <laughs> is, okay. Is that a little bit calming? One other point to keep in mind, especially with something like Amazon, mm-hmm. okay? If Amazon was more explicit with the exact average – Let's say there's a product that has 87% and there's a product that has 82%. Our minds can very much understand the difference between 87% and 82%. Right. And be like, oh, you know, well, I want the 87% because it's way better. That's better, yeah. Right? yeah. Whereas, whereas like a 4.1 versus like a 4.5 or whatever it may be, that doesn't make that much of a difference in our mind. And so I think for the retailer's sake – that's a f- they they keep it in a lower system right mm-hmm. lower decimals so that it makes products appear closer so there's not monopolies on certain products in the market mm. which amazon has very much an interest in that because they want as many people to sell if you get you know wasted on a product because you had the 80 percent and the other products had the 85 percent right 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 that's it's going to narrow in more that's going to cause issues. And another problem is really nothing, really nothing in the world is ever going to get five stars. And so if you, if you limited it to only a four or five, you'd have a ton of things that only had four. Right. 
right. everyone would look similar. So they have to report those averages. It's kind of a balancing game of not making things look too far apart, but also not making them look too close. And so that average in the lower scale kind of tricks our minds a little bit more. Things, things that really aren't that far apart, 82 and 87, look farther apart in different scales. But you can still distinguish between things that are better and things that are worse. So that's probably not the answer you wanted to hear, but David. does that hopefully give you <laughs> some reasoning behind why they do these things? You and your inscrutable logic. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, if you want, I can just cut all that out and I can just no, pretend no. that I'm completely on your side and we can just... No, 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 no. just rant about this. No. <laughs> We're in the business of solving problems. We're saving the world. I will not stand for your problem solving to be cut out, okay? Just because I want to complain doesn't mean that there isn't a good reason. Ah, I feel like you solved a completely different problem. I think the problem was my grumpiness. <laughs> I think that's the real problem that needed to be solved this time. It's surprising that I actually solved that with logic, though. Usually that's not a good way to solve no. that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it appe- it ap- this, time it appe- this time it appeals to my mind in such a way. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a good point, I guess, because it like divides it up into categories. So it's like, is it a high four? Is it a low four? But it's not like, but you're right. It's not like, it's not like going into like the huge numbers, which you're right. You can't see clearly between a hundred different steps and even 10 i when i imagine 10 stars in a row i'm like yeah you're right that's too many stars to be counting right and so then it's well and if you're going to do 10 stars why not just do a slider bar but then the slider bar doesn't have a good way of of, of dividing itself up so 60 percent might look better or worse than than what it would look like on a star on a five star scale right one one thing I've learned when it comes to like marketing and design, mm-hmm. people are really good at what they do <laughs> in those fields. Like we are, we are more susceptible to things than we realize sometimes. I'm on board. Yeah, you're right. you're right, David. You're right. You solved my problem. I I feel I feel like like all the will for being grumpy about this thing has gone out of me. I'm just kind of like, yeah, yeah, you're <laughs> right. I guess I, they're not crazy cuz no one's ever really crazy, but sometimes we just need a a good friend to point out why they're not crazy. That's, that's I think that's, that's that's what it is. It's kind of sad actually to see you so defeated already. <laughs> I was hoping you'd have some more counter arguments. <laughs> some more <laughs> some more gumption for the matter. I've just just removed your soul from this process no no (laughs) (laughs) i guess i do sound kind of down it's it's okay it's all it's all good it's all good it's just it's just how it's gonna be it's just it's like it's like coming to terms with something that you know is that's how it's gonna be you just you just gotta come to i'm just coming to terms with it i'm just i can't remember all the stages of acceptance or whatever it was but the stages of grief five stages of grief yeah 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 that's the one and i'm like i'm like working my way through like the you went through all five stages of grief right really in that time we were talking (laughs) i think so i think so that's impressive i i know i know i think i think it just means that i wasn't i didn't care as much as i i thought i did about it i thought i cared a lot and i don't think i do (laughs) so thank you my friend well, you're welcome, I think. 
<laughs> I still think the sledgehammer solution might be a better way to solve this problem. Well, see, like, I, I just, the only thing I can think of is to start sledgehammering, like, oh, may, no, maybe it is a good idea. Because <laughs> you could have, like, you could have, like, you could have emojis that represent how good a product is. We don't use numbers anymore. We just go on, like, uh-huh. brownie face uh-huh. all the way up to no. sledgehammer. Mm. As the mm. best emoji, <laughs> and okay. There's, well, there's like 14 <laughs> in the middle of how how much you like this product, and then okay, that's okay. just a better can... ranking. <laughs> Anyone can do whatever they want for the interior ones, but sledgehammer has to be the best. It's the, <laughs> that has to be. I need a sledgehammer emoji. That has to be, like that signifies strength and power, and being the best. Maybe like double cheeseburger right under that. Oh, it's, oh <laughs> yeah. Mm, maybe like. Uh, uh, see now. See oh. See now. I'm going off on another thing where I'm like oh, but maybe it should go above it because I like cheeseburgers and I like them a lot, you know. But then that's a whole nother thing that I have a complaints about, which is like, which is like when people are like, give it a hundred and ten percent. I'm like. That's not possible, you jerk. Like that's not a thing that exists on this planet. I do hate that phrase as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's like devoid of logic. I'm like, come on, what are you talking about? There's there's no such thing as 110% unless well, I guess there is. I th- I think what should happen is you and I should collaborate after the show and we'll make our own emoji ranking scale and put it in the mm-hmm. show notes. How about mm-hmm. that? Maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> you sound concerned. I, I not concerned. I just it sounds like a lot of work. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> see, because you would actually take the time and effort to like yeah, look well, within yeah. yourself for <laughs> each one. Do I really value, you know, my bike more than <laughs> this game I play? that's exactly why the cheeseburger was maybe gonna go above the sledgehammer after i had just said the sledgehammer had to be the best that's I exactly forget this is the, i forget this is the guy that spends like five minutes at the soda machine trying to select his drink <laughs> how about i make the list and then you approve it or tell me to go back and change it okay because no, you would that. still you would still go through each one, though. I don't know. No, I, w- I would go through each but but if I'm, if At least I'm it's given... in a linear order. <laughs> right, right. A linear order. If I'm given proper parameters, I could, I could do anything. Like, like, but, like, you go to the drink machine. Uh, you know you know how long the list of parameters is for that thing? Like, like what, <laughs> what do you... Like, the, the machine's like, I can make any soda flavor you want ever in the world. <laughs> like, at all. Like, you can mix every flavor if you want to. And I'm just like, anything's possible. And then I'm like, then I look inside myself and I'm like, what do I want to drink? And it's like, brain's like, I don't know. I don't, we didn't talk about it. (laughs) We didn't think about it. We're not craving anything. So like, I don't know, like pick whatever. I just see this, this double loop, like in programming code, like every (laughs) possible drink for every possible flavor try inside of my mind and see how good yeah, it is yeah yeah see <laughs> see like like that takes a long time for 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 my meaty brain to do you know it's, it takes a long time 
to go through all those options and think, man, well, and then, and then so then like, oh, what you pick a, a base drink flavor and you're like, okay, great. And then it's like, oh, well, well, do you, do you want your cream soda or do you want like a peach cream soda or like an orange cream soda or like a cherry cream soda or, or perhaps you'd like a passion fruit flavored grape soda, a cream soda, or like <laughs> we could spice it up and mix them up a little bit. And we got these diet flavors too. If you want to try the diet flavor and you're like, and don't forget, do like... you could always just mix any two of those drinks together and you usually get a pretty good option as well. Right. Right. Well, see, see, this is the illusion of soda because it all just tastes like sugar eventually. It's like, right. It doesn't matter what I pick, but it's still like, I, I don't want to pick it and then sit down and take a drink and be like, ah, oh, I picked the wrong thing. Like, ah, oh, that's a, that's a terrible feeling. It's not good. It's not a good feeling. And I'm just trying to minimize that feeling, but instead I, I get bogged <laughs> down with all this impossible tasks that. <sighs> yes, I'm definitely making that list first. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll get an email from you in like a month. <laughs> like, I think I finally have the first draft down. <laughs> the first draft, right? Yeah. And it's going to be like maybe 30 pages. It's like, there's a lot of emoji, you know? It's like, how, how much do I like bumblebees? Well, I, I guess we'll see. Right. <laughs> well, I I will do that, and I'll send it your way, and hopefully you approve. And then we'll Thank send you, it to friend. Amazon, right? All the big right. companies, so they can start using it on their products. Right. They just have to adopt this this system. It's simple. It's simple. You just replace all the stars <laughs> with the with the different emojis, because no, almost nothing has to change. No, almost right. nothing. And everyone obviously will agree on the ordering that we put them in. Yeah, no yeah. one has opinions on anything well, <laughs> in life. <laughs> I mean, no one has preferences. Anything. <laughs> yeah. But no one, I mean, I mean they might have opinions, but I have opinions too and like no one asked me about four and a half stars before they just went ahead and did it. So like <laughs> I, what am I supposed to do, you know? Maybe I should just do stuff without asking. Hmm. Hmm. That's that's <laughs> All I know is when we see the sledgehammer icon on a product. That's when we know we've won. God. And I, I'm buying that product right away. We're buying. <laughs> if it can get a sledgehammer, that's a dang good product. Right, right, right. That's the one that I would want. Because it's like, what, it's, is it five stars? I don't know. But it's got a sledgehammer, which is just like. It's essentially a perfect rating, if you think about it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, come on. Like, the, yeah. Uh, I I could probably go on and on about this for another 15 minutes, honestly, about uh, why the sledgehammer would make the perfect best icon, you know, but, but I don't think I'll go down that road. I don't think people want to hear me talk about it, to be honest. You're more passionate about this than you were about four and a half stars a few seconds ago. <laughs> I know. See, this is what I'm saying. Well, that's because that's because you just you just took you just took your logic and it was like it was like a blanket, like a warm fuzzy blanket that just just calmed all of my 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 <laughs> anger and frustration with it. And it's just like, oh yeah, you're right. I guess it is okay this way. I'm just visualizing you like in the fetal position in the corner of a room <laughs> in a dark shadowy area. <laughs> Well, yeah, blanket. that's great. And then, and then you you came over and you took this nice blanket, this big, this big poofy blanket, and you were just like, "Here you go," <laughs> slapped it, 
down. And then, uh, and then I turned on the lights in the room. So you yeah. Know, so you could actually see. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And then, uh, and then I, I peered out from my blanket and I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. It's not so bad in here. Like, not, it's not as bad as I thought it was. It's just pretty all right. I guess I'll stay here for a while. And then I whipped out a sledgehammer. <laughs> <laughs> Going on the opposite end of the spectrum okay. in terms of tools that mankind has created. Okay. okay. Let's move from the sledgehammer <laughs> way over okay. to deep learning oh, and okay. AI. <laughs> One of our most recent and amazing tools that mankind has ever made. <laughs> yes. Probably still as fun to work with as a sledgehammer. Like, they're probably comparable. Okay. But uh, very much different things in the world, right? That's, that's fair. But, 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 but to be <laughs> fair, I, 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 need, I need a very different skill set to, to, to wield <laughs> artificial intelligence and, yeah, deep learning rather than a sledgehammer a sledgehammer so, so it's much harder to just go pick up deep learning and hit a problem <laughs> with a sledgehammer <laughs> right well that's i always joke i always think about that i'm like oh yeah david's probably working on this problem right now you know every time i talk about you know artificial intelligence with somebody i'm like oh yeah yeah somebody's working on that not me though <laughs> i have no idea what's going on so the reason i bring this up is because a lot of things we've talked about before um, actually have some recent developments that I want to follow up on. Okay. Um, the first being, do you remember when I showed you a lot of those deep fakes videos and we talked a lot about, yeah. you know, what's what's the role of deep fakes and legally what can you do about them? And we talked about this scary region right. where deep fakes are very powerful, but people don't understand how powerful they are and people believe deep fakes when they shouldn't, et cetera. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Facebook actually recently announced that they're going to start marking any deep fake videos on Facebook. Really? So they have this policy. I can't remember if it's actually you can't put them on or if they're going to be marked, something along those lines. But their goal is essentially to mark any deep fake content huh. on the site. Okay. Wh- uh, wh- how? Wh- uh... How? how? How are they going to do <laughs> yeah, that? That's my question. <laughs> so this brings up the, the point that we've talked about where it's all a, a cat and mouse chase. Mm-hmm. Is that the phrase? I can't remember what uh, phrase is. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Something like that. Cat and mouse game. Mm-hmm. Point being, whatever technology Facebook is going to be using to try and detect these deep fakes, there's always going to be better technology that can avoid their system. Mm-hmm. So I'm just not sure how I feel about it. I feel like it's a good thing if people start seeing these markings. Yeah, yeah. Then they'll start being aware of what it means. But I don't know if it's a good thing because I'm not sure how often they'll miss videos, though. Right. The missed videos can do much more damage than the obvious ones that get marked. Right. Because if people believe the marking too much and they say, oh, well, this video doesn't have a marking it must be this person. Then we're in a really dangerous spot. We've almost made a worse problem because now Facebook's giving their confirmation or non-confirmation of a deep fake. And anything you miss is suddenly much more trustworthy or believed to be trustworthy because it didn't get marked. You know what I mean? Right. Well, and it's obviously a higher quality product because it, it it cleared whatever, you know, 
whatever algorithm is hunting for the deep fakes like this is yeah yeah well see and this is counter to our what our plan was you know we 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 looked at this problem already and tried to think of some solutions and one of our solutions was just to like to normalize it you know if the the quick the quicker you normalize it the quicker you can say okay well now people have to start fact checking stuff instead of just trusting what they're seeing because we can take things and change them and then obviously show people you know that was our whole that was our whole thing they needed to make an app or whatever that would do all the deep fake right. stuff so that you could so that you could see it and so that you could play with it and so that you would know that it's out there rather than rather than catching all the crappy stuff and and then like what are they going to do how are they going to how are they going to catch something that's much more right. much more impressive you know i don't know right so I, I feel like the thing it's going to do is actually make the intentionally misleading videos much more dangerous <laughs> because right. now they have more credibility than they would have had before. Right. Whereas, you know, regular Joe Schmo on Facebook was seeing all these silly deep fake videos. And then all of a sudden they see one that's some guy, you know, whatever the president or whatever, saying something that's very contrary to, to the law or very contrary to things that are, you know, to, to what you'd expect right. from them, you know, then, then, then they can say, oh, well, I know that they can manipulate stuff. Maybe I should be concerned that this is not actually real, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I still think our solution is the best, and I'm just worried, again, in this period where we're trying to, like, make people aware, but also trying to mark, like, we're just in really murky territory, mm -hmm. and... I'm afraid we're not handling it the best. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So point being, like you said, the solution is just to make people aware. I think marking things is just not the way to go. Mm -hmm. Another deep learning thing I want to bring up is remember how we talked about also AI voices? Yeah. How you can match the tone of a person pretty well, just like their kind of monologue tone. Right. Right. When they're just talking normally. Yeah. When but there hasn't talking. been anything that has done emotions very well. Yeah. Well, crazy enough, there's actually now a AI that came out called OpenAI Jukebox. Okay. And it's actually meant to simulate singers. Really? And like music of people singing from the past. So huh. go ahead and open up, just search like OpenAI Jukebox. There should be a page that calls Samples. Search for the first one that comes up that's Backstreet Boys. Go ahead and listen to that. That's really creepy. <laughs> like, it's like, not, I, I wouldn't say creepy because it's like really good. It's creepy because it's like really eerie. <laughs> right. Well, the thing to keep in mind is it's obviously not, it's doing all the parts at the same time. Right. It's trying to do the music and do the voice and write the music, essentially. 
So there's a lot of that, weird artifacts that right, you get. Right, right. The craziest thing is that it's matching the tone really well. That's the part that impressed me. Yeah. Well, so do they just feed it lyrics? Is that all they do? Yeah, all they feed it in is lyrics, and they've obviously trained it on previous Backstreet Boys songs. Seriously? And so it's writing the music and making the tones and the singing all at the same time. Oh, that's Yeah, it still weird. sounds obviously like it's robotic because it's – or not robotic, but it just sounds – artificial it sounds created yeah yeah but right? no synthesized but still like it's matching vocal tones that's yeah the crazy part to me that blows my mind because because that's what we were talking about before it was like oh that sounds kind of robotic and weird but it's like it it sounds weird but the the singing doesn't sound weird it sounds like it sounds like somebody took a track of, of them singing this whatever these lyrics and then like right. so, some computer went and and like died inside of it so that you got all this like weird like don't quite know they what's fed it going into on. a blender with the computer and yeah recorded that. yeah exactly so the computer's like oh well it probably sounds something like this but but it still sounds like they had an original of someone singing in there at one point right which is weird because it shouldn't sound like that that's that's creepy that's really creepy it's really weird I'll put a couple of other good ones in the show notes. But yeah, the, just just overall, the singing is a good way to catch like emotional tone mm-hmm. because you're you're forced to get all the highs and lows of sound. Right. So I'm right. excited to see where this goes. I hope they do more with just the the singing side without the the music track at the same time. But okay, yeah, it makes sense because it's it's almost a two a two part. You've got twice as much data to work with for like uh, an emotional, an emotional reflection in your voice, because not only right. are you not only are you saying words, but you're also s- s- saying them with music, which, which m- music naturally reflects emotion really well. Right. And so it makes perfect sense why it would be a little bit better because it's got more data to work with. It's got more that it's trying to. It's got two points instead of one to work with. You know. Right. Of course, if you overtrain it, you might just end up with a robot that sings really well in your voice. Yeah. <laughs> you can't, can't speak with emotion. It just sings everything. You say. Right, but. right. Well, that's the, that's the, yeah, another weird thing of like, well, is it actually like displaying emotion or is it just like doing other weird stuff? I don't know, man. I don't know. It would be curious if you could do like emotion transfer. Like, mm-hmm. if you could record a person singing saying all these things in different emotions and tones etc and just optimize the system to understand that person's emotions and then capture your own voice and then without you having to say everything in different emotions because that's kind of hard to do Uh you just say it you just say things normal it captures your voice and it learns from the other person's emotions what your emotions would sound like given your standard tone hmm that might be an interesting route people go with. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. I've j- I hope this research continues. Yeah. Mind. Same, same. Well, I just, I just, you know, I, I read a lot of science fiction and <laughs> man, this is the future. I'm telling you, this is, this is the future. This is how we make some of the coolest science fiction things a reality. I was hoping you were going to use that to qualify yourself. Like, well, I read science fiction, so I'm an expert. <laughs> On robotic voices. No, Let me no, tell you how this works. <laughs> no, no, no. Some of the people who write science fiction are really good at communicating 
those kinds of things. But uh, I, I, I claim to be an expert of nothing in this life of mine, except for complaining. <laughs> I might have 10,000 hours of complaining under my belt at this point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got one more deep learning thing. All right. Hit me with it. This is way back when I talked about the first time I went to CVPR, which is the big computer vision and deep learning conference. Yeah. And remember how I complained that conferences are not organized really well, or not that they're not organized really well, but they just, the whole system is kind of flawed. It's inefficient. It's really long, really long and boring and efficient. Well, this year, because it's the year 2020 and we're in quarantine and coronavirus and all that stuff, right? Right, right. They're actually doing their first ever completely virtual conference. Ooh. Ooh. And so let me give you the setup here. Let me see what you think. Okay. Okay. So normally you would you'd be at the conference center, right? Everyone flies in, you'd be at the conference center, you'd do sessions, just people talking about their research, et cetera, poster sessions, et cetera. Yeah. From eight to four, whatever. Mm-hmm. What they're gonna do this year is there's two hours for each block where the author of those research papers is available in a Zoom room. So there's a page link that takes you to this two-hour block. Here are the authors. Mm -hmm. Here are their papers. Here are their videos of their papers, of them giving their essentially their talks. Yeah. And then here's their Zoom rooms to talk with them if you have questions. Huh. And then here's the next two-hour block. Here are the authors. Here are their papers here are their videos and here are their zoom room links that's great etc 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 here's the only caveat though because it's a worldwide conference those two-hour blocks actually happen twice in the day 12 hours apart <laughs> what so so there's a session at 10 o'clock in the morning uh-huh. and there's a session at 10 o'clock in the night so that if you're like in china or india and this conference would normally be in seattle yeah. So they reference everything rough relative to Seattle time. Any attendee mm-hmm. has at least one block that's in a reasonable time in their time zone. Uh, yeah. So each, each session happens twice, 12 hours apart. Oh, which okay. kind of sucks if you're the author. Right. For that session because <laughs> you're at, up at like 4 o'clock in the morning in this Zoom room. But you only have to do it once because you only have to do it for your one paper. But I think that's a really effective way to solve the time zone problem yeah no i agree well and i don't know as soon as you do something globally online someone's got to wake up at, right at, at 10 at night to stay up all right. night to participate in all the events you know so, someone's gonna lose that game right just because we're on a digital we're on a we're on a global time scale so it's just right well but i think it makes sense like you said someone's gonna lose that game so it makes sense to only make the author lose it once instead of <laughs> entire countries lose it every single day of the conference. You know? Right, right. Well, yeah, I don't feel so bad for the author. You know, I'm like, eh, you, just, you, you probably stay awake at night wanting to talk about this stuff. Like, that's that's how people are when they're passionate about something. So, like, eh. If you're deranged enough to like this stuff, you probably don't <laughs> sleep ever because you're a crazy person. You want to go on and on about computers, that's... It's great. I love computers, but <laughs> I bring that up. But what do you think? Uh, so, first question: Do they do like? Uh, is it so? So, is there one two-hour block per day? 
or it's like there's many and they happen no twice. no there's many many yeah so there's like okay. a 10 o'clock noon to oh okay i think okay. i think those are the three blocks and then they happen again 12 hours later right right well i was really hoping that you were gonna say there was only one per day because then <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm thinking to myself man they just took a whole week-long conference and they condensed a whole day of that into two hours perfect done <laughs> efficiency factor through the roof like that's great just, right just do that more i really like it i really like this this is i i don't know what confounded contraption we were thinking up before but <laughs> it's too long ago but but it actually wasn't super different uh, okay it was pretty different I, if, <laughs> if i remember correctly it was like a virtual gamescape. <laughs> oh yeah, we had like around. a VR yeah, set yeah. up with like walking around the conference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The main concept was still the same though, of like grouping in some virtual room. Yeah, so yeah. You could talk. Well, and this just makes uh, I, like I can't even. It makes so much sense because th- they're also doing this with uh, music festivals. Have been having the same problem. Because it's like, oh, what right. do you do for a music festival? You get a bunch of people together in the same place to listen to music. Well, what can't <laughs> right. you do during the lockdown? Get together. So you're like, oh, great. How are we going to do this? So I've joined in a couple, and they're really, they're really cleverly done. Because usually, what they'll do is they'll release a schedule ahead of time, and they'll say, okay, from, from right. you know nine to ten, it's this person, and nine to ten, eight, ten to eleven, it's this person, this DJ or whatever. And they go through, you know, they do a whole weekend like that, like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday with back-to-back artists who who then just record themselves. They, I, I don't know if they send in a video or if they just do it live. I would assume they just do it live from the, like their front room or whatever. And so they're in their house jamming on their setup and you can tune in, watch it live anytime. I went to another one that was, it was really cool. It was like this... They had this big room that when you loaded into the to the to the festival, you loaded into as this little dot inside this big room and your little dot would kind of bounce and dance around. But then you could move your dot around the whole room. So and then there was a big display on one wall that was like a kind of an artistic display that they could use. The artists could use kind of almost exactly the same way you see at a festival. So there's just there's tons of dots everywhere from all over the place, and you're all dancing and you're all bouncing around all together, watching the watching the display and <laughs> listening to the music. And this just sounds like just I mean it's just the it's the uh, it's the 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 boring conference version of of what they're doing for the music <laughs> festivals. Like oh yeah, you got a schedule and you know you, you know when your guys are going to be on. You don't want to listen to everyone talk you know and and you don't want to hang out at the conference center for (laughs) right for a week so you're like well i know that on this day at this time one of my guys will be be available and on this day at this time another one of my guys will be available so i I just think it's a lot more efficient and i think oh it's it's strong thumbs up for me it's a problem well solved (laughs) is what it is i was gonna say i i didn't no, you were so passionate about the same subject. But yes, <laughs> I agree. It's it's way better because a lot of people are upset because first of all, you don't get to travel, right? But to be honest, like when you travel for conferences, you're focused on the conference so much. There's so much to do with the conference. You don't really get to enjoy the places you go to that much. 
And then there's the networking side. We're like, oh, you don't get a network as much. But this is what my whole complaint beforehand anyways. Like, I only network with people that I need to network with. And that's going to be with the authors that I'm reading the papers of. That's relevant to my research, you know? So Right, right. I'm excited. It's it's next week, so maybe maybe I'll do it and I'll be like, no, wait, this was awful. This was a bad idea, right? So far, it looks really, really good, and I'm excited. I hope they really do this more often, to be honest, especially with, like, smaller conferences. Yeah, like, I get it. Like, some people, like, t- I am an introvert by nature, and so <laughs> a large conference with many people all bustling around is exciting like I, I enjoy the idea of it for like a couple hours and then after a couple right. hours i'm kind of <laughs> like mm, maybe this wasn't such a great idea like maybe i don't want to be here i can talk to strangers for about 30 minutes a day <laughs> yes. and i'm done <laughs> exactly exactly like then it's all all the energy is used up you know i had plenty but it's it, it burned hot and fast and now i need to go sit in my room and listen to some music to chill out because man all these people are everywhere <laughs> it gets a strong thumbs up for me you know no no complaints here like i also hope they do it more and you know the people who are complaining about not being able to travel like i'm sure traveling is nice but I don't know. I've never traveled for a conference. I guess I can't speak much on that front. <laughs> but it's just, it's just, it's so much more efficient. Like you just can't, you can't right. not love the efficiency of the thing. Like, oh, now this this thing that used to take a week now it only takes a couple hours out of your week. Like, great, awesome. Well, and like for me, sorry, going back to the travel point for just a second, I feel like a lot of businessmen and academics and stuff like enjoy travel as part of you know just one of the perks of going to these conferences, you know, you got to go to right. places you haven't been. But like for me, I, I went to a conference just back in March and I didn't get to go with my wife and my family. It's oh. like, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm by myself. And <laughs> right. It's like, I'm going to go look outside. That looks like fun. I'll, you know, right. This is a fun travel vacation. You know, I'm with no one I love or care about. Right. Right. But some people are like, oh, but you can bring your wives. So you 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 have the free ticket. You know, the business or the university pays for this ticket. Mm-hmm. But then you can pay for your family's tickets, et cetera, and enjoy like a vacation. But then it's like, it's just, but but you're going to be gone from like eight <laughs> to four, so my family can enjoy a vacation while I go to work. That yeah, doesn't... or you can make them wait for you, which is even ruder you know like, yeah you well, waste the money seriously like it's not that's not a good solution not not unless you could you only go to the conference for the things that you absolutely need to but if you're spending a whole week at a conference no way am i dragging my wife to a boring <laughs> conference for a week that's like if i took her down to the vegas con- con- convention for woodworking and it's just like right that, that sounds like a lot of fun for me you know but like not for her right. you know what does she care about the latest and greatest CNC tech. Not at all. Not not at all. So, like, why right. would I bother? So, I think I think there may still be a place for certain conferences, especially maybe mm-hmm. the really big ones. And CVPR is a really big one. Not not to be confusing. Like, <laughs> CVPR is a very big one. But yeah, in the future, yeah. it will probably go back to being a, a physically-based conference. But I really hope right. a lot more conferences start dabbing in the virtual world. Because yeah. it just makes things so much nicer. Because then if there's a whole block, like I was going through the schedule, there's a ton of blocks where the talks aren't related to my research. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I don't even need to attend, you know, Tuesday at 
four, you know, or whatever yeah. it is, because there's nothing here in my interest. Well, that's that's just the thing. The big conferences have a lot of a lot of bonuses too. I can see a lot of bonuses for a lot of companies. You know, a lot of people gain a lot of good stuff out of those. But but you can do virtual conferences a lot more frequently. You know, you don't have right. there's not there's not all the infrastructure. There's not all the cost associated with with all the uh, all the overhead, getting right. the building, getting all the food vendors, getting all the tickets, getting all getting all the marketing right. and advertising and oh just it's a it's a logistics nightmare <laughs> whereas like a virtual conference it's no big deal you know i i assume it's just kind of you know log on and post a schedule and then log on when stuff's happening you know <laughs> send links right. i'll be there <laughs> there's still a lot of stuff behind the scenes but yes it's okay, much okay. much easier if it's virtual right that's a good point if you can do it more often that's even better so we can do we can do fewer conferences well we can do fewer live conferences and a ton more virtual conferences i think it's i think this is i think this is a step towards the future i mean eventually it won't matter because we'll all be in those pods we talked about precisely (laughs) so there won't be any need for physical conferences because no one goes anywhere anyways but until then i think this is a good compromise indeed indeed you know how often I've thought about those ever since the <laughs> ever since the lockdown? Man, I've, I've thought about those so frequently, at least once a week. I thought about those pods, and I'm like, mm, mm, I can feel the future. It's coming. It's coming for me. It's, it's a good preparation for everyone to get ready for the pods. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Pretty soon the groceries will just come to you in the pod, and then you... Then you really don't ever need to leave the pod. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just the, it's just the first step. We're just getting everyone ready yeah. for the future. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm telling you, it's coming. It's just how it's how it's gonna be. It's gonna. It's... Then we can watch our virtual conferences from the comfort of our super comfy chair in our mm-hmm. pod. Mm-hmm. And the more pods there are, the less there is, the less the need to move around, move the pod around at all. You just kind of <laughs> sl- slowly like. They'll stop fidgeting and just it'll be quiet again. That'd be good. Be good. Except for the myriad <laughs> robots that do our will. But that's okay. Right. Robots, they're not people. But... They're not annoying <laughs> like people are. <laughs> and now may not be the best time to be telling people that the pods are just going to be awesome because I don't think everyone's super <laughs> excited about lockdown. But that's fair that's fair just trust us it's gonna be better it's gonna be great (laughs) see and then yeah you have two introverts talking about i assume (laughs) you have two introverts talking about how great it's gonna be and it's like oh yeah great sorry all you extroverts like sorry i don't understand what it's like to be you what it's like to need to talk to people all the time like i don't i don't get that at all i i'm sorry you have this personal issue you call being an extrovert <laughs> enjoying socializing Enjoy getting but it's in. gotta stop <laughs> it's gotta stop for the benefit of mankind <laughs> indeed indeed <sighs> for the benefit of my mankind okay so problem well solved maybe it's a problem well solved i thought it was a problem well solved so okay we're gonna talk about it because this is my podcast too. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you made this connection here. We both are allowed to bring content to this podcast. 
Uh, little bonons to the viewers. This is my first actual topic. David's been choosing the topics ever since we started. <laughs> For 18 to 19 episodes straight. Oh, that's a lot. I no, there's no way there's no way on this planet that all all those ideas were my ideas. Everything we've talked about that's my that's my stuff, man. I just can't even like I think most of the stuff actually comes from you, let's be honest. No, no. <laughs> I, for example, no. can never bring up buying tamales oh, from a guy yeah. on the corner of the parking lot. <laughs> Only Aaron can come up with a thing like that. Yeah. Well, I actually have tamale follow-up, too. Um, my <laughs> wife. So, <laughs> my wife. Of course you do. Uh, Yo, know, I... <laughs> Of course. I, well, so like tamales, they're like a pain in the butt, right? Problem well solved. We're going to have two problem well solved right now. So tamales, like they're like a pain in the butt to make, right? Because it's like, it's not that much, but you have to do it so many times over and over again. You take the thing and you stuff it with stuff and then you wrap it up and uh, you have to do it over and over and over again. That's no bueno. It's no good. Right. So my wife found this recipe that's a pie. It's like a, like a cake, like a pie, like a, like a quiche, like a dish. It's just tamale filling. And you mm. just, you just cu- you cut it up. You put it. We put it in our uh, springform pans, and oh man, oh man, it tasted that like really just good, like actually. Oh, it tasted just like a tamale. It was great. It was so great, but it didn't have all the work. And then like, oh, you wanna you wanna save it for later? Great. You just slap it in a Tupperware. You know, it's just like a little right. cake. Oh, so good, so good. Thumbs up. Solution. <laughs> problem well solved so going back to your original problem well solved <laughs> what okay, were you okay, okay. to bring up so so one day i was browsing the internet as one does and seeking entertainment for for my brain because it desires entertainment constantly even when the entertainment causes it problems and in my search i found something that i thought was incredibly clever and quite amazing so do you remember do you, have you ever played with marble works like the big contraptions that you have pieces that that oh yeah, like yeah fittings yeah. Like, it's like you build like the little roller coaster for marbles from the plastic yeah things yeah, that connect like, with the cogs and stuff yeah yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i actually have never owned one of those but i've seen them all over the place that's yeah well you see them a lot but they're not yeah 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 that's the stuff though it's you can they, i i know they make ones so they're like little plastic tracks that that the marble goes down or there's um there's some that are like pipes that you connect together right and you go down them and i remember playing with them as a kid and you could race them and you see which one won right so i i was browsing around and i discovered something amazing on youtube there is a man or a series of people, a company of people that for their job professionally race marbles. <laughs> I've actually heard about this. <laughs> yeah, it's I couldn't believe it. And and the amazing <laughs> thing is, the amazing thing is, okay, I'm not a sports person. I don't really like sports that much. I don't really follow along because it, it's just kind of, I don't know. It's just, it never catches on with me. And, and, and then I watched this marble race and I'll tell you what, I have never been so excited. <laughs> the visual in my mind is fantastic right now of Aaron Cause, cause, around cause, the TV screen 
cheering the name of his marble that he wants to win. Yeah, well, that's what you do. That's I. I have never been more excited for a marble. Okay, okay. Let's just all admit it right now. It's totally random. Okay, like, like <laughs> I can't think of a more random. Like they're just marble. They're just little balls that just roll right. around on a track, right? But I've never been more excited to see my marble team go home with the Marble Olympics gold medal in a race. I'm just like, yes! Let's see. Uh, let's see if I can remember my which one my team is. <laughs> you, you've picked one. How did how did you assign your loyalties to this team? Um, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not too hard um it's it's amazing here i'll 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 send you the link of the marble marble teams okay <laughs> can i uh, just read off <laughs> some of these oh yeah oh yeah so go I'm for looking it at the the 2020 marble league teams mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we got the raspberry racers <laughs> the, the green ducks <laughs> uh-huh. The Savage Speeders, <laughs> the Indigo Stars, the Thunderbolts, uh-huh. the Balls of Chaos, yep, the Hornets. Yep. <laughs> team Primary. love Team Primary. Actually, I don't like Team Primary. I'll tell you who I really don't like, though. The Hazers. The Hazers are like, I can't stand those guys. Ah, I just... they, sound, they sound arrogant. They do, they do. My sister picked them as their as her team. I was just like, "Why? <laughs> Why'd you do that?" Can, can I guess which team you you picked as your number one team? P- please guess. Yes, please guess. I I feel like it's got to do something with food based on our previous conversations. Ooh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going either with the Jawbreakers or maybe the Chocolatiers. Hmm. Mm, or, no, mm. or the Minty Maniacs, maybe. Mm, are oh, any those of those are, close? I, I think they're they're not close. They're not close. I'm sorry, David. But <laughs> <laughs> um, my my personal team, uh, they're actually the hosts for for the Marble League 2020. Is Team Galactic uh, all the way? They're they're like. I, uh, they're just. Oh, I knew I space them. stuff could have been another option there. I should have mm-hmm. looked a little bit into that. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. There's, I. <laughs> it's. <laughs> they're my team, though. <laughs> I chose very quickly. Um, I was watching the Marvel Olympics for 2019. I think is what the, my first, my first Marvel races that I saw. They also do. Um, man, they do a lot of Marvel races. So they do the Marvel Olympics, and then they do like Marbula One. Which is like Formula One. <laughs> so they have like tracks and they Oh my goodness. It's so much fun. And it's like I've never I've I have i never felt more connected to a little glass ball than I have watching the Marvel Olympics. I'm like, come on, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. And then and then someone from uh one of the guys from Balls of Chaos comes and steals first and you're like, No, no, <laughs> and going oh, back to your first point, like you realize there's absolutely no skill. Right. No 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 like part of the marble has like any motivation to like right. carry it through. Right. <laughs> well and I think it's amazing that I can I assign so much like we have such an ability to humanize other things that like I have taken these marbles 
and like I put human emotions into them and they are they are people for all I know and for all I care for their for their sportsmanship you just you just visualize their willpower that they're trying to push forward to just get that little extra yeah, bit of yeah, well... lead on the next marble <laughs> <laughs> well, and you wouldn't believe it because some races, some races, it almost seems like that too. Like, like it's like they trip up, and you're like, "Ah, we're gonna take first from you because you, you, you tripped. You know, you, you messed up, buddy." Or, or someone will surge ahead for an unknown reason. Why? Because, because we don't understand all the physics that are going on with the marbles. But if we did, we could track who would win. You know, we we right. know these things. It's not like these things are unknowable. But 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 it's so much fun. Ooh, that gives me a good idea. Okay. I'll just start building exact replicas of the racetracks and then physically simulate all the marbles in their starting <laughs> spots. And then I'll just start making all this money betting on marble races. <laughs> oh, snap. That would be amazing. I think they totally do betting, which I think is like amazing. <laughs> Of course, getting an exact replica of the tracks probably really hard to do. But yeah, yeah. Well, I think they, I think they just custom built. But oh man, you you have to watch at least one of their videos because it's like they have like you can see in the background of the webpage I sent you. They have like stands with the marbles, and they have like you know the the marbles supporting their team, and and they have little signs right. that have like like you know like go Rangers or whatever on them, and and they, and there's like crowd cheering sounds added in and and they just oh man it's so much fun and it's just it's just i think it's a problem well solved because it's a it got me a little bit more interested (laughs) in something that i'm pretty pretty i'm like expanding my horizons and i don't know it's just lots of fun it's just more fun (laughs) stuff to 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 take part in the beauty of randomization of things and the the fun world we live in. It's just great. It's just I can't believe somebody thought of this. They were like, "Man, you know those games as a kid? We're going to actually race them. You know, we're going to actually make this a thing." <laughs> so this kind of breaks our theory from last time though, cuz hmm. if you recall, we talked about like the cornhole championship. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And how like I found that fascinating because because my theory was is that like anyone at the expert level of their trade mm-hmm. is enjoyable to watch. Okay. But this guy have like throws that through the window because there's not really any expertise. No, to this. it's just, <laughs> no. It's just some form of competition. If there's some form of competition, it's enjoyable to watch. It's, it's enjoyable <laughs> to watch. No, you gotta, you, they, this, these guys, they are at the top of their game. You know, they, these marbles, <laughs> they're, they're totally at the top of their game. Like, these this is this is in my in my opinion okay this is the most famous any marble can be in the whole world <laughs> like i don't know of any marbles more famous than the teams of these marble races what what marbles are they competing with <laughs> they're competing with other other mar all the other marbles that are around you know <laughs> that are trying to become There's... famous <laughs> All those fame-seeking marbles. Yeah, Yeah, they just... Sometimes they qualify, and sometimes they don't beat in their qualifiers. And, you know, those teams, they're just forgotten. They're just forgotten. You know why? Because they couldn't pull ahead. 
do you think marbles like look up to each other and like have superstars they look up to and want to be in their shoes one day like that little baby marbles like (laughs) i'm gonna be like that marble on team galactic when i grow up (laughs) yeah well i mean like uh, maybe (laughs) do the the marbles do press conferences after (laughs) do they write memoirs of any kind that i can read no no, okay, but they stand on the pedestals <laughs> for first, second, and third, and they they like, and their teams cheer for them. So like, <laughs> someday, some one of these days, you gotta come over and we'll watch a marble Olympics. We'll, we'll we'll get some we'll get some we'll get some fire in your gut about this. You can pick a team, and it's it, okay. But here's my theory: if you don't pick a team, it's just a bunch of marbles. Okay. You have to pick a team. So you have to have a completely irrational association to a team you've never met and has no physical proximity (laughs) to you. Right, right. Well, that's, that's, I mean, isn't that how, well, I guess that's not how a lot of people pick their teams for different sports. I guess people usually pick based on location. But, but, I mean, it's just like, like the O-Rangers, okay? Like, they seem like kind of a Texas, Texas-based team, you know? It's like the O-Rangers, you know? And like, like, I don't know, man. Like, you might vibe with them because you're from Texas or, or not, you know? You can vibe with someone else, you know? But, but you just, you gotta pick a team or else it's no fun. Then you can't be like, yeah, go. Then it's just like, oh yeah, these marbles. Yeah, this is lots of fun. These marbles rolling around. I need to say two things. Okay. First of all, I laugh so hard that I'm crying. (laughs) (laughs) Just how passionate you are about this. (laughs) Secondly, I will do this thing that you've asked. Yes. Because of this. I I always think it's funny. Everyone you've talked to, like you just said, everyone either is a sports person or they'll be like you and they say, I'm not really into sports. Yeah, but usually when I meet those people, there's always something they will watch, mm-hmm. like super consistently and loyally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For you, it's apparently these marble races. But it's marble uh, races, <laughs> man. That's my sport right there, marble racing. But for other people, I've, uh, for example, I've had a friend who's like, "Yeah, I'm not much in the sports," but then like he was on his phone watching StarCraft two battles for like hours. Right, on end. And I'm like. That's your sport right there. Like, everyone has some type of like competitive or like some people really like watching cooking competitions. And the, Ooh, so there's always something. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm always, I always just think it's funny because even if you're not a sports person, you like don't watch basketball or soccer or something. Like yeah. That, everyone then like, like some form of competition and watching that, whatever it may be. And like you said, usually if they have, if they have some kind of favorite team or player, et cetera, mm-hmm. that they watch. So I will give this a try. I will try to yes. as blindly as possible. I pick a team, I guess, unless there's <laughs> no, some no, no, no. method no. of madness to <laughs> no. this. There, there is madness to the method. Okay. Like, like you, you just pick the one that, that, that calls to you, you know, call, <laughs> you, you, you got to watch a couple races before you pick it. You, 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 <laughs> Eventually, like, one of them, you're like, they're meditate my team. next to the the team no. list and like <laughs> hover my fingers slowly across the paper and just like <laughs> let the let my spirit animal guide me to the team yeah, I should God. pick. 
I mean, maybe that might that might be a best way. But then when you pick a team, you got to stick with that team. You don't you don't go jumping teams <laughs> on me now. Unless of course the only exception for that is if your team is not in and then you can pick like then then you got to you got to be rooting for someone though. It's no fun if you don't root right. for anyone. That's that's what so that's not the, whole the playoffs thing. or anything then you can have mm. a secondary team that you root for. Exactly, exactly. So, so, so one of these days we can get together and watch some watch some marble races. <laughs> okay, it'll I be will, great. I will give I'm this so... a shot. <laughs> yes. Watch I'm next so... time me come on, and I am just as passionate about this as you are. I I truly <laughs> deeply hope that that's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that'll be good. I'm so I'm okay. so excited. I feel like I've won a great victory this day. So you know, after after my bitter <laughs> defeat at the beginning, I have now won a great victory. This, this podcast <laughs> is just ups and downs, man. Ups and downs. <laughs> just like life, man. So for this last topic we want to talk about, I know we mm-hmm. promised we wouldn't talk about movies. Oh. <gasps> But <laughs> we got to talk about one movie really quickly. I love talking about movies so much. I love talking about them so much. <laughs> but to be fair, this isn't just a random movie. This is a follow-up because mm-hmm. we just watched, both of us have watched Wait. The Current War. You've watched The Current War, right? No. Oh, you haven't? No, yet? I haven't watched it yet. No, I haven't. Oh no! Oh no! I thought you. Had... I thought. The... Oh. No, I well. Uh, so, wait. Uh, no, I did not watch. I have failed deeply in my duties. <laughs> I thought that's why you bolded it. Uh I. Th- I mean, I probably bolded it, but I think I bolded it because I was excited. <laughs> Here, tell you what, I'll take it and I'll unbold it until I have watched it. Ah, oh, what a fool. What a fool I've been. I'm sorry, David. <laughs> okay, I guess we're doing this next time. 